Tick good tock. Evening, good evening. Good evening. Good hello, evening. Hello, hello, hello. How's how everyone doing today? Doing well. How are you? We're five minutes early. My goodness. <laughs> we here though. I know. How's here. everyone doing today? Pretty good, uh, thanks. I'm doing well, thank you. And me too. How about yourself? I just woke up from a long nap. <laughs> yeah, I just I got, just, I just got finish having dinner and just uh I just got know. back to the house. I was out, so ah, yeah. what we here. Take care of business. I just uh, I just uh, I just gonna start getting all cleaned up and uh, eating my belly full. So we can give uh, a couple of minutes for people to stroll in and okay. um any questions for me? Um, no. <laughs> so I'm going to um, use the first 10 minutes just to introduce the podcast, and then I will introduce um, Icon and myself, and then I will introduce okay. you, Holly, um, Allie. Okay. Um, I think uh, I was watching the show, um, I Am a Stalker. Has oh, anyone yeah. started watching Yes, I did. I, think, I, I watched that show. I did. I did. Yeah, I recommend everyone to, based on this conversation and, and this part one. So just to summarize what we talked about last week, which was um, dating abuse and technology, how mm-hmm. perpetrators can use technology to control, coerce, and intimidate their dating partners. Mm-hmm. And um, for those who didn't who were not here last week, please feel free to go and do the playback for, I don't know why people are asking me to talk with them. <laughs> and I'm on a talk. That's just so weird. The G-O-A-T-O. Um, <laughs> so um, I think I learned, it's like amazing the things we learn. Uh, oh, hold on. Cause I wrote something about that show, some t- statistics that they uh, mention. What do you think of it? I thought it was quite interesting. It's like amazes me, like how like when you first start off in a relationship, you're so you put on blinders when you're quote unquote in love, and you kind of miss the little flash because you get so caught up in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not only that, but I think if if you don't know what love is supposed to look like, and you don't you didn't have parents or family members to, you know, present to you what that should look like, you would really never know. You would never know that, you know, like the first one, which is the one that I watched. You uh, had like PDD, right? Yeah. And they got yeah. married. Yeah. Pattern of behavior. Yeah, yeah. So, Most people that I know. Yeah. Like- is different, but a lot of people that I've met who have PDD because I have it actually. Um, most people um, they that have PDD they have trouble with social skills and like social cues. Absolutely. But they're not violent. Like my sister, she has um she doesn't have PDD. She has she's autistic and she she can be um she can have angry outbursts, but she's not so violent to the point that she can try to um like intentionally hurt somebody. 
Yeah. And PDD is a pervasive development disorder. Yeah, they, they changed that is, in the DSM. It's called autism yeah. disorder now, which is what I have. It's called what? Um, autism spectrum disorder. It means that you don't fit the criteria for autism, but you have some of the autistic traits. And it's 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 definitely, a, I, I will say from personal experience, it makes um, having relationships with people very challenging because, like, you know, sometimes they'll say things that are kind of weird. They'll say things that I don't always catch it right away. But um, a lot of my family, um, they're very helpful, and they'll kind of be like, okay, that's not cool, Isha. Like, don't say that. Or, you know, and I was um, – luckily surrounded by a family who's very loving and um a lot of the people around me I tell them so they know if I say something kind of weird um then they won't be too shocked or surprised by it I think the key is just to educate people and to to let them know yeah and and so for the day one uh ny.org which is the link above here this is an organization here in New York City and I don't know if they're all over. I don't know if it's national, but I'm sure there's one in every state or county or borough. And what they do is that they started from ages 14 to 24 to help that age group based on their level of understanding what dating means and and what it entails. And if you say dating to a 52-year-old, I know that definition may have changed. (laughs) You know, some yeah, people yeah. are like, no, that's not dating. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> dating. Having sex on the first night is not dating, you know. Um, yeah. But they say in, in the uh, I Am a Stalker, they say that each year there are more than 3 million incidents of stalking in the USA. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. only 7% of the stalkers are taken into custody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, yeah, they're saying they're really hard to try. And the problem mm-hmm. that I have with um with a lot of like domestic a lot of like um stalking and which leads to domestic violence and and sometimes lead to death is that I feel like there's not a lot of protection out there like like I, I was watching these girls and there would be repeated instances over and over and over and all they would tell you to do is just wait it out, ma'am, just get a protection order. But even the protection order sometimes doesn't work. Right. Luckily but I, th- me, I think that's I think that's know? changing. Yeah, I think yeah, that's changing. Yeah, yeah. So it's 801, and um, if you want to start to tell us, and I guess uh, I am Sol- I'm Wanda, the host of Salty Coffee Podcast, along with my co-host and partner, um, Icon, the Icon, also known as Ronald Smith, or Ronald Smith, also known as the Icon. And the podcast was started in 2020 to um, provide resources and information for people who may have lost their jobs or... Um, we're caught up in not knowing additional uh, gigs to do for additional income or multiple means of income. So, so far, so good. And I interview people on the podcast outside of stereo that can share their story of, you know, specifically for women. um, So that other, so that other women can hear their stories and they can, understand what it is to either raise two daughters by themselves or children by themselves or what relationships, what to do in relationships, how to how to really self-love and self-care yourself so that you are a healthier person. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a professional. I just give uh, my individual experiences in being born and raised in New York City and ready to retire within two and a half years. So that's what I do. 
Thank you. And Icon, uh, any if you want to add to what you do to the podcast, because Icon is is an it's now with the Salty Coffee um, podcast, and I'm helping him develop his own individual, uh, I guess, branding, so that he can promote his purpose and what he wants to do. But collectively, together, we we think alike, and we we more or less want to do the same things. But go ahead, Icon. Sorry. Uh, yes, I, I appreciate it. First and foremost, salute to you, uh, Hollywood Alley. Um, and salute to um, Vendana. And salute to you, Salty Coffee, for uh, hosting this event. Uh, the first time we spoke on dating abuse and technology. <clears throat> you know, that's very dear to my heart. And what I do in my podcasting, I'm a motivational speaker. I, too, will say this here, I don't have certificates or degrees from any college, but I do have authorization to give my advice and my opinion and state facts as it is based upon my experiences in life. For those that know me um, and for those that don't, what my story is, I did do 28 plus years in federal prison. I pretty much talk about my life. I open up my life, the good, the bad, and the ugly um, that I can showcase a few things that some people may not be um, uh, have the courage to say that they could be going through similar things like I did. It's about prevention, uh, trying to help our children, help young people not fall through the cracks and end up like I did and or be in abusive situations or be the victimizer or be victim to. So it's all about self-improvement. Uh, so that's what the icon is all about. And my podcast on Anchor, um, I do work there, uh, here on stereo also, um, and station here, like whatever platform that I'm on, I'm always infusing, uh, what I can about self-improvement and speaking to, uh, the points of identifying and exposing negative programming so that we can, uh, begin the journey, uh, start the process to positive programming, which would give us the awareness of how to handle certain things in this world a world that is hell bent on destroying every individual if that individual does not come to an understanding that their mind has been taken over from birth to do the things that they do that's destructive and say the things that they say that is destructive. I did self-study on myself for a long time in a federal prison, which I began to use as a university. So that's what ICON is all about. I'm, I'm honored and privileged to be a part of the uh, Saudi Coffee podcasting, the system. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just ready to work and work with those of like mind and help those who do not know uh, by just simply being available to have conversations such as this, because I am a strong advocate for women also. And I do advocate for men uh, because I know that it takes both sides to come into a greater awareness and consciousness so that we can begin to treat one another with the respect and have the dignity that we're supposed to have, that we can move forward and make sure that our children have those examples moving forward also because they are the future. So on that, I salute. Thank you. And um, Ali, if you can just give us a brief summary of who you are and tell us a little bit about, um, you can go ahead straight into telling us, you know, your incident and, um, for those of you who are listening or just walking in, please be respectful. Um, we're not taking any comments at the moment when Allie tells her story and her incident. But go ahead. 
Uh, what do you What do you want me to know? Like, just tell you my name and stuff, or like, uh, like what whatever you what whatever for? you care to share. You know, how did you okay. come into stereo, and how okay. did you bump into us last week? And you were so upbeat about I want to tell my story, and I, and we want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> um, right. So I want okay. to give you the space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, well, hi. My name is My name is Allie. Uh, um, some people know me as Hollywood or or, or Allie, but my my actual full name is Alicia. I just changed my name to Allie because people can't get it right. Uh, how I stumbled upon stereo was I was on um, another app called Spotify Green Room, and some another person on there told me about this app called Stereo, and I thought it was made up. Uh, and of course, this was was app was pretty uh, alive and uh, during COVID. So I had uh, I've been on here since about July 2020, uh, and I met some people along the way. And uh, it's been um, a pretty good experience so far up until, you know, when my, um, yeah, it's been, it's been overall, it, I mean, I've had, had its up and downs, but it's been a somewhat positive experience. There's, there's uh, you know, pros and cons to everything. Um, I uh, stumbled upon your podcast just because I was just stro- scrolling through here and I was in a um, abusive relationship for, um six months uh and i just feel like i can really uh this this really resonates with me um funny enough i can tell you how i met my ex i actually believe it or not a little warning to all of you out here um be careful who you interact with on here because i met my ex-boyfriend on here and i'm not going to name names but uh in the beginning it was it was good and um I don't know what I know now, but there were little signs popping up that things just weren't right. Like it started in the beginning where uh, he had told me he had done some things that he had been to to, um, to, 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 to jail. And I asked him what it was and he would not tell me. Uh, and it was just, it just started slowly. Like first it started off with like him just like lying to me about little things to just kind of keeping things from me to kind of just, uh, and, and just, um, didn't want me to ask him a lot of questions, and then it just escalated. It got worse, and he has a drinking problem. He's an alcoholic. He's supposed to be getting treatment. I don't know if he is, because whatever. Um, and he just would start. It started with um, just lying to me and keeping secrets, and then it slowly turned into like verbal abuse, um, where he would just constantly want to call my phone all the time and know where I was and what I was doing and who I was spending my time with, and he would get. Um, very jealous um, if I decided to talk to another to another man, but I, in a way, I feel a little bit justified because it's like you weren't treating me well. So what do you expect me to do? Just sit here and take it? Like he would call me up when he would get drunk and yell at me and just constantly accuse me of cheating all the time, saying I'm a piece of shit, blah blah blah, basically any names that you can think of, you name it, he said it, and he somehow in his manipulation uh, convinced me to go visit him so I did because we wanted to see if we could try out living together because he would always apologize and that's part of the cycle of the abuse is they'll they'll like act up and then they'll say they're sorry and say they're going to change and I really in my naivety just I really thought he was going to change and he's like if you come down here and you see me I'm going to change and I'm going to be a good man and I really believe that so I went on my own didn't tell anyone big mistake um, and, um, we tried to, to stay together for like two days, but it didn't work out. He got really, really angry with me and he ended up shoving me out the door. I can't remember what we were arguing about. I think it was about money because he doesn't, because he has a house, but he doesn't have a lot of money. He's not working because he's like, 
convicted felon, and he, um, I just figured out that he wanted to use me for sex and for money, and I ended up, you know, calling my parents because at the time that he had like want, he but at that point he had basically wanted me to cut off everybody. He wanted me to was like he was he had. He was trying to isolate me from my family and my friends and from everybody who was important to me. So I left and I went home. And about like two weeks, three weeks later, he was again calling me up, apologizing, saying, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it again. And, you know, I just, I, I was, you know, people think you're older, you should know better. But I, I didn't. You know, I don't know as much about mental health as I do now. Um, and so we, we continue to keep going. And it was kind of like a back and forth thing. Like sometimes things would be really good and then they would get worse. And it was just a constant like seesaw. I never knew um, what mood I was going to catch him in. So again, he convinced me to go back a second time. Next big mistake. And um, I went there and again, he got into a drunken rage and he pushed me outside. I was banging on the door. Mind you, this was in like December or January. Uh, and it was freezing out, and there was no heat, no hot water in the house, and we were sleeping on a mattress with a blanket. And he, he threw my bags outside, and I banged on the door to get in. He let me back in, and we got into an argument, and he pushed me down on the mattress and tried to wrap his hands around my neck to try to choke me. And I told him, let go, and I tried to grab my phone to call my mom, and he threw my phone and broke it. And I ended up kicking him in the face and running downstairs into the basement. Um, like just sobbing on the phone with the cops and they came in and they talked to him and they led me upstairs and he's like, this is not what you think it is. Da, 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 da. And they put me in a cop car and then I ended up having to go down to the police station and give a report and call my parents and tell them what happened. And they were upset with me because I had just gone off and not said anything to anyone. But he told me like, I feel dumb for listening to him because he told me you need to just like cut off your family. Like, like, if you want to be with me, like, you need to come down here. You need to quit your job, take your cat with you, and just leave everything you know to come be with me. And I said, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. Like, you're nuts. Uh, and he was trying to get me pregnant, actually. Both times we had sex, he was trying to get me pregnant. So I could end up being trapped there for nine months carrying the demon baby. But long story short, um, I went home. I told my parents everything, and they – the and we decided to go ahead and file charges, and that was a hard time for me. That was really hard for me, because um, he kept calling me, trying to get me to drop the charges. But I, if it wasn't, like, God bless my parents. They drive me insane, but I love the. I really appreciate them so much. Um, we we called the police department, and we spoke to one of the investigators. And um, the long story short, he's on probation right now for two years. Um, there's a no contact order in place because he basically said, if I can't have you, nobody can. Um, so he's on probation right now, and the conditions of his probation are is that he has to go to AA meetings and then some domestic violence training meetings, and I think he had, like, a uh, psychological assessment or something. And then as for me, when I came back, um, I have been seeing a therapist during, before, and after. Um, while I was in my relationship, because I have had some other trauma, which I'm not going to go into because that would take forever. Um, so I've been seeing a therapist, and then I went to, like, a support group for women who have been abused, and they put me on um, medication uh, to help me deal with my depression and my anxiety. Um, 
and just just trying to get out of the house and just be around people. Luckily now I'm in a better situation. I'm in a better relationship, a healthier one. But every day it's a, it's a, it's a struggle. Uh, I got diagnosed with um, P anxiety with PTSD traits and depression. And a lot of that is from um, just the abuse and things like that. I think I always had anxiety. I, like I, I got diagnosed when I was a child with ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, and then because of my stupidity, um, these mental health issues. So it's definitely it's 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 a struggle all the time. I have my good days and my bad days. Um, but um, you know what? I I feel like if you had met me nine months ago when I was with my ex boyfriend, you would have you would not have liked me. I, I like I I you know. I, I can't believe that I, at, at first when it was over, I was just so quick to blame him and be like, this is all his fault. But then I realized, you know, you know, I, people ask, why'd you stay? Why'd you stay? And at first I didn't know, but now I've come to the realization after talking with my therapist that the reason that I chose to stay is because I just didn't think I could do better. I did not have a lot of self-respect. I didn't have a lot of self-esteem and I didn't self-confidence feel very confident and I just got got a diet of like someone telling me like you're worthless like you're nothing without me and so you know over time I've, I've healed I'm still healing um I've started to realize that I I'm I need to have I need to, to love myself and respect myself and you know know that I am worth more I, I've, uh, and know my value you know what I mean like someone someone who who does those things it doesn't respect does not doesn't respect you and I was like if I have respect for myself I think the best thing to do would be to leave because I actually spoke to one of my mom's friends from work who had been through an abusive situation and I said I don't know what to do I'm afraid to leave and she said the best thing you can do to protect your energy um is to leave that's that's the best thing you can do it's the only way you're going to be able to heal and start to learn to love yourself again because when I got out of the relationship I felt like I was looking in the mirror and I didn't even know who I was anymore. I had just felt like I had been totally stripped of my own identity. Um, but now, being where I am right now, um, I, I am in a much better place. Would I say that I'm 100% healed? Not really. But um, the healing process never stops. It, it never stops. It's an it's a, it's a ongoing thing. But I, I, I'm really grateful that I've had, you know, stereo family support and I've had my family and my friends to really kind of help me out because I because I do because I do have my good and bad days but I'm, I'm doing well I'm doing well because um, I literally was about to lose everything I literally almost lost my apartment almost lost my job so it's taken a long time to really um, get things back on track but I'm um, I still have my place I live on my own right now I still have my I still have my apartment I still have my cat who I probably love more than people and I have my job and um, I, and I and I definitely did not realize that I had hurt a lot of people especially a lot of my close friends and my and my family so it took a long time to really repair the, the relationships that I had with my family and my friends but we're in, we're in a good place now and my mom actually comes to my counseling sessions with me so we can talk about things and um, it's, it's good I, I'm, I'm finally in a good place in my life right now and I, I, I made a promise to myself that I'm never going to let someone, you know, put their hands on me or try to disrespect me or make me feel anything less than what I am. But 
my message to any girl who's in an abusive relationship right now is I was talking to somebody and people make excuses and say like, I can't live without him or like, I don't know what to do. I was actually talking to a girl on here once and she's like, oh, my husband comes in drunk all the time and he hasn't hit me yet. But I'm like, well, I would leave because like if he, if he comes in drunk and he gets violent, if he hasn't hit you yet, then he, then, then there's a good chance that he will. Like my, like my therapist told me that based on everything I told him about, because he knows everything. He knows everything. He said, my ex-boyfriend sounds like a narcissistic sociopath and people like that can't change. They have to want to change. They have to want to change. And, you know, my ex-boyfriend is 30, 43 years old and I'm 32. And at this point in his life, he's been drinking for such a long time. Um, I don't think he's ever going to change. I don't think he's ever going to really, I honestly think, giving him those classes was a waste of time because he did the same thing to his um, baby mama 15 years ago. He did the same thing that he, to me, that he did to her, except it was a domestic assault. It was a felony. Um, what a, The simple assault charge that I, that I have is a misdemeanor. So, um, yeah, the judge even said, you think you would have learned by now? And I was like thinking to myself, you would have learned by now because I feel like he deserves a lot more time. Like you would think after the same offense, like someone would get more time but you know at least I you know saved myself from being hurt and I hope that um that if any of girls out there are listening yeah um, that all I'm gonna say is you have a choice you are you 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 don't have to stay you don't have to put up with this you have a choice to leave yeah it's yeah yeah it's hard and they say that the most difficult time for, for a victim of domestic violence is the time when they're leaving. But you can leave and you can get help. There are groups out there that can help you. And um, I don't have the number offhand, but if you're in a domestic violence relationship, there's a, there's a national hotline for domestic violence. If you want it, you can send me a message and I can give it to you. Oh, and we have also it. a website. There's also a, um, a website that I use called Love is Respect, and you can do like a um, like a chat, or you can do a phone call, um, and they can help you out too. So there's a lot of resources out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, yeah. Thank you so much, Ali, for telling your story. Um, I yeah, know I it was six. On. No, that's fine. Um, we're gonna just ask you a couple of questions. Nothing to to agitate the the thing more, but just um, for the listeners who are maybe potentially in this um, situation. Um, but the hotline number that Ali was referring to is 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 7233. Um, I've done domestic violence uh, awareness on here on Stereo Talks, um, but that's very mm -hmm. um, helpful. And based on our conversation last week, when it comes to technology, here you are, Ali. You met someone here on this app who who did mm -hmm. this. I actually and this before, is... before we before we go on, one of my I don't know if you guys could help me with this, but one of my goals that mm -hmm. I really want to do is, is I actually I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I would love to mm -hmm. become like an advocate and help kind of do what you do, like advocate for women of the who've been through mm -hmm. um, domestic violence, who have been through situations like this, because. I, I know what it's like to struggle through it. Is it as bad as like some people who've gotten their face broken? No, but it's still, it's still not okay. You know, I, I so I don't know. I, I have to figure out how I'm going to do it, but I would love to be like an advocate for women Absolutely. who have been through this. So they know they're not alone. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the back chat, you can just leave me your zip code, just your zip code. Okay. That's it. And all then right. I'll give you all the resources and the, and the locations in your area where you can actually um, do that because they're okay. always looking for people. Um, la, uh, October was domestic violence awareness and I did a yeah. 5k walk. Yeah. So in that 5k walk is where I met with the day one NY uh, organization. But um, mm-hmm. do you have any comments right now? Icon before I con- uh, proceed. Uh, first yeah. and foremost, let me say that um, in in listening to your story, Ali, uh, respect to you for having the courage to step up and and share, uh, and also having a desire to want to help those who um, are potentially uh, facing some of these same issues. Um, mm-hmm. I have a, mm-hmm. I have Thank a you. question for you. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, um, and one question I have for you, um, real quick, is um, that individual when you met them, what was it about that person that attracted you to them that made you say this? This could potentially be the person for me. Uh, and did you see any, uh, any red flags at that particular time? Um, I thought in the beginning, uh, he, he was, he's narcissistic people. Um, they, uh, I, I paid to use psychology to back this up, but it's the truth. Um, they are, they have a very, um, superficial charm and a sense of like, um, charisma. So I was definitely in kind of a vulnerable place and I didn't really like him that much. Like I didn't think he was super cute, but I, I was, I, I was, uh, I was feeling lonely and, um, I, it sounds ridiculous, but I, I wanted someone to pay attention to me, and I wanted to be to be loved. Um, you know, the, the, like I said before, when we before we started this, the, the 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 warning signs are not always easy to spot. Unfortunately, I didn't realize it until it was too late. But you know, in a, in in a in a, a positive light, I'm glad that I found out who he really was now rather than like right. um, a year, two years later, because sometimes it goes on for much longer than that, you know? Well, I appreciate, it's funny, I, actually, I appreciate yeah, that. It's funny, actually, um, as of a couple of days, I was like Halloween or like the day after that, if we had, if things had been better and we weren't in such a shitty situation, we would have been together for a year now, but it is what it is. <laughs> so, I really appreciate but, yeah. that. In the week, the reason I asked that question, because uh, there's many more that go with that, and then I'll uh, mm-hmm. turn this back over to you, Salty. Um, yeah, a lot, yep. a lot of the times, as, as individuals, um, until you until you hear a person's story, um, their experience um, on both sides, right? You know, uh, another thing I, I really respect about the fact that you're you're willing to be open to say, "Hey, I was vulnerable." It wasn't so much about what I seen in him, but what I was going through myself being being vulnerable, wanting to be loved and really made myself susceptible to what was in front of me at the time. I do have and to I say the worst important. part about about all of this though is that um sorry. My parents they 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 you know blamed me for going back a second time but i just didn't know i really didn't know no. and i i hate when yeah, people no. people mm-hmm. say it's my fault that i went back there i should have known better it's like that's the hardest thing for people to understand is, is they they don't understand mm-hmm. why i went back and i said it's 
you'll never understand, you know, until you're in right. it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying my parents are like indifferent and they don't, they really don't get it. I mean, they, they know that I'm hurt and they're, your first instinct is to protect me, but they have a hard time understanding yeah. why I went back a second time. And I said, it's, 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 it's a psychological thing. Just the, the, the cycle. If you go on the website for domestic violence, it's a cycle mm-hmm. and it's, you get like brainwashed. You know what I mean? You start mm-hmm. to believe everything they tell you. And I really just, it's like that. Was like, I, I used to think it's like, maybe this is sorry. my fault. Maybe there's something that I can do to fix them. And I realized that, with people mm-hmm. who have that condition, you can't fix them. People have to want to change themselves. You know what I mean? Um, I, and I was like, you know what? He, he wanted me to help him. And I said, I, I can't help you. I said, I can't help you if it means that I'm going to get hurt along the way. And I can't sit here and watch you, like, destroy your life. Like, because you're going to drink yourself to death and you're going to die if you don't get help. You know? Right. No, um, there's a there's a film on Netflix. I forget the name of it, where they actually show that they show how, um, you know, it's a shelter for for women who have experienced domestic violence, and the the caretaker of that um, homeless shelter or the 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 building or the facilities that attends to women and their fat their children. Um, mm-hmm. she literally said to the other person, yeah, she'll be back. You know, she, she'll go back. And the person who was the main character in the film, I forget the name, but it's, a, uh, it's, yeah. And just, uh, to, to, to that through your therapy, you will learn that they have the ability of doing that. And dating abuse is yeah. a pattern of controlling insulting and mm-hmm. sometimes violent behavior so um you know mm-hmm. these are the things um the types of abuses can be verbal physical emotional and technology too you know yeah, so, and psychological um, and psychological too and it's mental financial and mental. It sexual really, you know what i mean absolutely absolutely you know what it is you know what the most frustrating part about all this is i feel like why i i don't know anything i'm not obviously i'm not the, i'm not in charge of the legal system but i feel like they kind of i was like i, I don't th- th- like i said i don't think he's going to change so it's like why are you giving him the same sentence that you gave him last time it, it, obviously he went right. through the stuff the stuff a bit, he went through these class he's done this before like he's done this program before he's like he basically said he's like all i have to do is just go through this bullshit and get it over with and then i'll be off so I'm like, obviously, right. he's not going to learn. It's not going to help him because he just doesn't buy into it. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. I feel a little bit let down. They said the reason that they couldn't upgrade it to um, uh, domestic assault is because we live in separate states and because we weren't technically uh, um, married. Or and what? I, I said, but we were in the same. We were in the same house. I was staying at his house. Yeah, we had it. We don't. I don't have any ties to him, like, as far as, like, we don't have any children or we don't have, like, any bank accounts or anything like that. But how does that not count as domestic violence? How does it not count as domestic violence? I think it does. They, they say it doesn't count as domestic Absolutely. violence if you didn't live together. So I, I, mm. I was really upset. But it's yeah, in, in, something. Yeah, in New York, and maybe this is something that I should, because I'm going to do a topic on lobbying. But in New yep. York, in the Bronx specifically, um, yep. the uh, district attorney's office, they created a victim's unit that entails all of that. Like, 
even if you're a visitor here in the Bronx, like let's say you did come to meet him here and you experience yeah. what you experience, they will take your case. And that's important mm -hmm. to know. That's important Absolutely. to know where, you know, who, who you're visiting and why he's so adamant about you going over there instead of, you know, hey, no, you come over here. You know, you want to come. I just, me? I just, I feel like, I feel like my case is a little minimized. I'm like, I, 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 yes. I mean, it's like, you know what I mean? I feel like, uh, so this is symbol assault because I live in Rhode Island and he lives in Ohio. That's why it's not domestic wow. assault because we didn't live together in the same house. And I'm like, I, I tell my mom, I'm like. Like, what, what do I have to do to get people to take it more seriously? Do I have to, like, get bruises on my face? Or do I have to, like, you know, get my jaw broken? Like, then maybe would they have had it gone up a little higher up? Like, I wanted to, like, fucking, right. like, it was a Zoom meeting. I wanted to grab the judge over the over the phone and be like, because his, like, uh, defense attorney is like, uh, Mr. So-and-so is very sorry. And I'm like, boo-hoo. I know him better than you. I dated him for six months, you dummy. He's not sorry. He's not sorry at all. He does not feel bad that he hurt me. He doesn't care. If he does, it's fake. It's all fake. It's just a bunch of bullshit. I know how he operates. I've dated him for six months. I know him a hell of a lot better than you do. You're just getting paid. And this judge, I, like, I feel like they um, they just looked at my case, and they thought it was like a throwaway case. And I don't know, maybe the jails are too overpopulated or something, but they were like, I feel like giving someone um, probation and sending them to classes when they already went 15 years ago, it's just like, it's like putting a child in timeout. Like a slap on the wrist, because mm. guess what? That 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 um restraining order he violated it two times already. Um, as soon as that restraining order is over, I'm gonna have to call the state of Ohio again and ask them to put <laughs> it back on because I know he's not gonna stop. He is relentless. He is relentless. Like in August, like a couple months ago, like 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 two months ago, he accidentally called me on Duo and his cousin picked up the phone. I think to try to cover his ass. I don't know why he called me. So, um, so, um, do you know that, like you said, you came back, um, are you aware that you can register with your district, uh, attorney's office with this, this case and you can, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, when I was, okay. when I was, okay. when I was, when I was, um, when I was in, um, Ohio, um, he had called okay. my parents and he was like on the phone, I forgot to mention this part, he was telling them like, oh, I want to give Alicia ecstasy and I want to rape her. And I want to, you know, get her drugged up and like put her on. The so you kept all of all of that on records. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, yeah. My parents were in the police station uh, in the town that I live in, and they had everything recorded. That is the one thing I will say is that I did make the victim of domestic violence abuse because these cases are really hard to prove. So hang on to everything. Like I hung on to all the text messages he sent me, all of the voicemail messages he sent me, um, everything, because I was like, you know. Unfortunately, the bad thing about this is there was nobody else there to um, corroborate my story. There's nobody there. We didn't, I didn't have any witnesses there, so I was like, I've got to give them this, these text messages. I have to give them these voicemail messages because so that way the, 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 um, the prosecutor um, could hear like how he spoke to me. I feel like that really spoke volumes, literally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we're going to... Um uh wrap it up if anyone has any questions for Allie, please submit them now because we're gonna go ahead and proceed on the discussion about um what salty coffee and icon will be doing um on this topic um hey shonda how are yeah. you well, Hola. if you have any more questions feel um, free feel free to ask i'm an open book 
Yeah. Absolutely. So um, on verbal abuse, I'm just going to go over the types of types of abuse. And um, these are the verbal abuses, um, calling you names, putting you down, not giving you a chance to speak, telling you what to wear and what or what to do. Always demanding to know who you're with and where you are. This one's all too familiar. Oh, I have a question for both of you guys. If it's not too personal, have you guys ever been through any situations like this? You don't have to explain, but I'm just curious. Have you guys been through this before? I I haven't, but I'm I I sometimes feel, you know. Well, I got married very young, so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got married at 22. Um, I was fortunate enough to not have those type of things, but um, it's a little different for me. Yeah. But as far as dating or meeting someone, I have not experienced um, this, this type. And I think that has to do a lot with self, you know, self love and self worth, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom always told Mm -hmm. me, you know, don't date anyone from work. Don't date anyone from school. (laughs) You know, just be careful. These are the things to watch for. Um, Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. So, and, and as far as men in my life, you know, my grandfather is really my men, my man in my life, you know, he loved me so much. So he would also, you know, don't go out late and don't do this. And, you know, it was a lot of don't do's <laughs> in the, in the seventies yeah. and eighties, cause I'm 52, but, um, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that Icon and I will be talking about to young, uh, the, the youth about, paying attention to the things that are happening in the world today where, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. wants to have fun. Everyone wants to have a good time and that's fine, but let's be um, knowledgeable and aware of what's, Mm -hmm. you know, what are the things and what are the signs? Yeah. Yeah, I think we also need to be, I, I, I think we also need to be not only just children. I think we need to look out for like the people who are most vulnerable, especially, especially Mm -hmm. like people who, adults who are disabled and teens who are disabled and absolutely elderly people too because it can happen to anyone it doesn't matter what race gender size whatever you absolutely look like. it happened to anybody I, I, yeah i want to yeah. say and also it, it, uh, to answer that question um but i'll wait till you finish something go ahead yeah no it affects people regardless of their race their class their age their gender and their yeah. sexual orientation it really does mm-hmm. yeah yeah Go ahead. You don't hear I about can't. them as much with men, though, any, though, really. Men don't really talk about it very much. They're talking more now. They are. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna give you some though. facts. Give you some facts okay. uh, based on the question uh, that you okay. asked to Salty and myself. Yes, I have right. been on both, side, on both sides. Um, and again, in, in, for me, in order, in order to get a message across, you have to be transparent and you have to be totally honest you know mm-hmm. i've been abused mm-hmm. and i've been the abuser you know uh oh, really? at one point at one point in my life before um i became more conscious you know i tell people this all the time the man that you listen to the man that you hear here on stereo i wasn't as as refined as i am now um i do i do have a violent background um I, I wasn't I wasn't raised to be a violent person, uh, though I grew up in the projects and though I grew up a, a, around a lot of corruption, a lot of violence and things of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. At the base at the base of me, I'm a very good person, but I did 
I did at one point in my life um, transition over into the darker side, you know, because I got off the chain, because I became rebased. And, you know, sometimes we can make excuses. And that's what I did. I used to make excuses because my dad wasn't in my life. I used to try to use that mm -hmm. uh, because mm -hmm. I watched my mom mm -hmm. suffer drug abuse. I tried to use that. So the, the the two most important people in my life that wasn't really present, and I love my mom, may her soul rest in peace forever, uh, my crown jewel. Um, and me and my dad, Sorry we have a great loss. relationship now. Thank you. Um, but when you start growing into the a, a mentality to where you become a character you know i was out, i got out in the streets very early you know i started doing a lot of things very early um i was molested by my baby my babysitter a female who turned me on to sex early i i started uh dibbling dabbling with experiment with uh marijuana between the ages of five and six i did uh, uh, no way. No at 12 way. and start trying to hustle. You know, I was out there selling drugs at 15 introduced to a snorting cocaine at 17, uh, was caught up in a case where I was looking at time for kidnapping and attempted drug trafficking. And at 19, uh, was caught up in a conspiracy to commit armed bank robberies. Thus my federal time came in. But in between all of those times, it's not that my, my, my mom or my guardian, because we was, uh, 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 eventually uh, ushered over to my great aunt who took on the responsibility to raise us. But I came up under some hard conditions. A lot of the things that I witnessed women go through and men go through, which kind of started preparing my mind to take on this mentality that, you know, it was all about me. Uh, I didn't give a mm -hmm. damn about nobody else. It was like, you know, I didn't go, I didn't go so far as to, try to in 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 trap but it was my way or the highway type situation so again mm. you know being in that position you know and when i was in my prison situation i had a lot of time to think about a lot of things that i had done a lot of the a, a lot of the things that i had done to women specifically you know and thus my journey in in life my position in life now is to fight very hard for women very hard for women because of things that I've done, things I've seen a uh, witness that others have done to them, and also to shine light on the abuse that men suffer too. You know, because I've been yeah, in the, relationships the where I was I was victimized. Is, oh, right. Sorry. And I'm gonna land my plane on yeah. this one so that we can uh, uh make sure that we give you uh, okay, ample right, enough okay, time. Right. I just wanted to okay, speak right, speak so from a man's position to, okay, to let okay. to let us know that well when you're broken and you do not know the ins and outs of life and you're already conditioned and trained to be a certain type of way or at least programmed to the to the degree where certain things can trigger the negatives that's what we do to each other we come to each other broken because we have not yet elevated to a point we know instinctively right from wrong but at the same time when i was listening to you one would think, well, why would you go back a second time? Because there are factors in there that we are not aware of at that time. But through the trauma, through the pain, we begin to learn. And it's sad that it has to happen that way. But sometimes that that's what happened. And it, and it takes something traumatic sometimes to really shake us up. My prison experience mm -hmm. shook me up to the point to where I would never uh, uh, try to intentionally or unintentionally put myself in a position to hurt a woman. Because the value of a woman is so high 
right? Like women are invaluable, you know, and uh, I'm going to get into that a little later. Just remind me to get into why I'm saying what I'm saying right now and how I got to that point to begin to see women in that light and also to try to talk to the men so that we can understand that this whole thing about not being expressive, uh, not talking about the things that we go through that cause us mm -hmm. to be broken and fractionalized, that when we do meet women uh, uh, and we have not transitioned or started the, pro uh, the process of healing in ourselves, that we can only be destructive, right? And we can mm -hmm. only be in a vulnerable state also when we are victimized. So we can get into that a little later. Just remind me. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, wanted to say that. So. Yeah, I think the hardest part for me is um, about this whole situation is that, like, I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have done more to help. And I feel like I've, I've, I failed as, like, a, as, like, a, as, like, a, as, like, a girlfriend. Like, I was, like, I wish I could have done more to help him. I, 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 I'm, like, I used to think it was all my fault. I know it's not my fault, but I was, like, I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have just, you know, like, maybe if I had, I had acted differently, this wouldn't happen. Like, if I had just, you know, not talked and kept my mouth shut and just, you know, just kept my feelings on the inside. Because, like, that's what I would do is kind of suppress my feelings because I would get in trouble for, like, you know, feeling my emotions. And I was like, maybe if I had just done what he asked me to do, like, this wouldn't happen. And I just feel like I wish I could have done more to help him. I wish, I wish, and I feel like I kind of let him down. Like, you know what I mean? And the worst part about all this is that um, he doesn't care that he hurt me. He doesn't, he doesn't care yeah. that, you know, he's like, you put me through so much hell. And I was like, I said, you put me through hell? Think about what you did to me. Think about what you did to me. Like, try to, like, step out of your own selfish mind and realize the damage that you caused in my life. But he's not able to do that. He's not able to put himself in my shoes and see how much damage he's caused me. The only reason he's mad is because he got caught and because he got in trouble. He doesn't care that he hurt me. He doesn't care about that at all. And that that's the worst part is knowing that he just doesn't give a damn, doesn't care. You know, and that's, that's what hurt me the most. And I, and I felt like I, I kind of failed. I just feel like a failure. Like I I, I'm, um, yeah, I know um, this will be uh, spoken about and they uh, through therapy and they will give you tips on how to um, how to uh, uh, definitely the awareness is there now. Right. But how to yeah. make sure that when you encounter other people that those anxieties are not, you know, because my, my, my thoughts as, as a parent, because I have daughters also, my thoughts right. is, you know, eventually for you not to have to take medication and to look at the signs and be strong enough to say, hey, look, this looks like a red flag from before. And also, just because it looks like it is, doesn't necessarily mean that, that it's going to happen again, right? So I, I'm hoping that the therapist that you have, and if you feel that within like a year, you're still feeling these anxieties and stuff, and the therapist that you have, change your therapist. Go, go see. Oh, yeah, my, 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 my therapist is great. I, I love my therapist. Okay. And someone is like, do you okay, think you'll perfect. need us forever? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm so, I, I said, I find it very helpful. Uh, I, I think right. I'm probably just going to stick with it for the rest of my life. I mean, it's not doing, it's not hurting me. It's not doing anything wrong. Right. I definitely want to get off the medication for sure. But as far as therapy goes, I think everybody needs it. I, I'm probably just going to keep Absolutely. it for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this yeah, is the greatest, I, this is the greatest therapy. One of the greatest therapies that we can have is yeah, to have an open conversation. Off. Huh? You're cutting off. You're in and out. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? 
no. um, I can hear you, but it's a little cutting cutty. But go ahead. No, what I was saying is one of the greatest forms of therapy that one can have is to release um uh, energies from the mental right that causes us to be ill because of these experiences and these encounters that we have you know in life um and i had to find that out the hard way too but i'm so thankful that i was able to go through the things that i went through i mean um especially inside of that prison where i had to deal with myself so a lot of the times when i speak to people i, I try to put that out front you know when, when you deal with the demon within right and and you confront this this negative uh programming you know by asking mm -hmm. questions like why was i in this place why was i thinking that way why you know when you're doing it to, with yourself because at some point you want to do a uh, 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 self-healing by forgiving yourself sometimes and i know sometimes we may not see ourselves as the cause of things and, and, and in most cases, maybe we're not the cause. But I think when we deal with ourselves honestly and just look at it and then through adjustment of mentality, having the proper perspectives, right? And then beginning to understand that, you know, um, I can do more in a, in a positive way to protect myself. I can also insert uh, uh, exert, exert um, common sense so that next time i can i can make maneuvers or navigate different that's the advantages that we have when we go through go through things we get to learn things that we didn't know but we learn them in real time and we learn them at a price and thank god i, I just really really thank the most high uh ali that you're here to tell your story because if you had would have done anything different right you we might not be sitting here talking to you we might not be here being able to uh uh get the lessons that that you you experienced that you're sharing with us and same thing mm -hmm. for me and same thing for salty coffee and same thing for many many of the uh, uh, uh the people down in the foundation the women and the men in the foundation we all have a story to tell we've all been afflicted but the main thing is to make sure that we do self-reflection self-analysis self-examination so that we can make sure that we're not the root cause through some form of uh, negative thinking or control or things we've been influenced by that causes mm -hmm. us to be vulnerable. You understand what I'm saying? So that we can have yes. a greater power and then we yeah. can we can properly fight off those ideals and suggestions that come from people, no matter how sweet they talk, no matter how cute or uncute they look or whatever the case may be that causes us to be attracted to them in the first place, right? And for yeah. those that don't, and I'm going to land my plane on this one, and for those that do not want to learn from the, the horrific things that they do to other rest assured that the universe has a way of self-correcting us or correcting us right because you're gonna always run into damn fool see a damn fool gonna be the one there with the butcher knife or the pistol or something that's gonna cut them off at the knees and that's when their judgment will take place because they're playing games and if you play games with the truth the truth will be the victor. I learned that the hard mm -hmm. way. So I stand on the side of truth and that's where I want to remain as much as possible. So we're going to go into um, two messages that we have. Uh, um, Ali, do you know a Bobby Digital? Do you know this person? I do. I do. I do. I do. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to play his message. Okay. Perfect. Okay. 
Alright, what's good, Hollywood Alley? Shout out to Rhode Island. It's your boy Bobby D. Just sliding through to show some love. Dating, abuse, and technology part two. <laughs> That's a funny-ass combination, yo. Alright, y'all stay up. What's up, Salty Coffee Icon? It's your boy Bobby D. Thoey. Peace and love to the panel. Shout out to the crowd. Let's go. Absolutely. Salute to you. Thanks, Bobby. You Thank know, you. um, hi, Bobby. Welcome. And yeah, it's, it's not funny. <laughs> and it's funny, right? Um, but, uh... Thank you for supporting Ali in this talk, and thank you for stopping by. But I think these are the conversations that people are very uncomfortable to talk about and and or to listen. So, um, you know, I, hopefully, Bobby, you're still there <laughs> to learn a couple of things because you might need, <laughs> you might need it, too. <laughs> and we have Didi. Yeah. Good evening. Good evening to the panel, the listeners. How y'all doing today? I hope y'all doing well. Happy Saturday to everyone. Salute to you, Hi, Thank you so Be much trusted. for stopping by. So, um, you want to know what it, you, the... you want to know this? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead, Ali. Go ahead. I was going to say the one thing that the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me to, to, to finish on a, on a, on a note, um, is that, um, what made me stop and, and want to end this relationship was um, my ex-boyfriend was trying to get this. You're going to you're gonna laugh, kind of. Um, is that my ex-boyfriend, after everything we went to, wanted me to go back a third time. Crazy, right? And um, he's like, you know, I know you're going to come back. Yeah, I know, I know you're going to do it. And I'm like, are you serious? After you put me through this shit twice? And he's like, well, I, I know you're saying that now, but you're not going to, but you're going to come back. Um, and he said, if you ever come back, which I know you will, and you cheat on me or you lie to me again, which I wasn't doing, I'm going to beat the crap out of you or I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to kill you. And that really was the, what I needed to hear. That really was what was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm really done this time. Like that, like that is, and he was drunk when he said that. And I asked my friend, do you think he's serious? She's like, oh yeah. She said, I would not. Um, put anything past him because that that is a scary statement. Luckily, we live far away from each other, where he is too poor um, and um, to, to to do anything. But that's why I got the restraining order because I just you just don't know. I you 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 can you can't you can't be too sure. You know what I mean? So that that was Absolutely. what that was the kicker for me. That was the kicker. Absolutely, I'm glad I'm glad you were able to get to that thought pattern and save your life and hopefully uh to those that's going to hear this hear this uh particular talk uh which is going to go global um i'm, I'm praying yeah. that once this message you know i mean because we're an extension of those other uh the comrades the men and women that's out on the battlefield having these real conversations having these hard conversations because we're here to to save lives to protect lives the men the men and the women and, and and unfortunately it's it's more happening to women uh than it is men but to get to a point to where we can uh identify these things wherever they may be and and let our people know that you have someone in this world or groups of people in this world that will step on the battlefield and do everything that we can to help you know um right. to help you through that you don't have to be afraid um do you have any mm -hmm. brothers, uh, uh, Ali? You have any brothers or cousins, uh, male? I do, cousins, I, do. I do, I do, I do, I do. I have three older brothers. Two of them are happily, well, happily married, and one is going to get married soon. And I have, I have 
five beautiful nieces and a, and a nephew, but I have two younger sisters, and I have my parents who I'm adopted, uh, so I got taken away when I was two months old, because uh, coincidentally enough, my mother, um, her boyfriend, she used to, like, prostitute, no joke, my birth mom, she, she her boyfriend used to be her up. And I got taken away because they were hitting me to, and shaking me to make me stop crying. And they thought I was going to die. And I had bruises all over my head. So I've been with my parents as a foster child since I was two months old. And they adopted me officially when I was a five. And they adopted my sisters and I. And then they had three boys before that. Um, but my parents are by, uh, uh, up there with the creator. They're, he always goes first. But uh, my parents are my, my, my guardian angels. And I love them more than anything. I know that I give them a lot of crap sometimes and we don't always get along and see eye to eye but I, if they're listening I love you so much mommy and daddy you, I, I, I am so happy that you didn't give up on me because I was afraid that when I came home that they were going to be so mad at me that they were just going to basically be like fuck you and just give up on me but they didn't and I love them Absolutely more than anything not. yeah parents well, we don't do that no. <laughs> no. I love my mom and dad a lot and, and speaking of um you know, it, men are also using women to catch men on the dating thing and to to assault them and stuff like that. So we do need to, um, and we're going to have those conversations later on, um, but we have two messages and let's play them now. Okay. Let's do it. I just got to say, it's all the chain title that y'all went with, but speaking of dating abuse... I just got to talk about that OnlyFans model that stabbed her boyfriend in the shoulder and killed him. Because she got OnlyFans, she, you know, is beautiful. And because of that, the police, when they put her in the squad car, they then decided to let the heifer go. Now, she's finally getting charged, but... At the end of the day, if that black man would have just left that bitch alone, it would have been a-okay. See, if he... Did they... Did they did, I, I never... No, no, that uh, one minute, one minute, Ali. One minute, one minute. Okay, I, uh, okay. Before, before, before we even move forward, um, I just want to say to anybody that's down in the foundation or anybody that will come in, male or female, um we want to be uh more respectful I'm not trying to tell you how to talk but we don't want to be disrespectful to any woman that's in 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 the audience by using that bitch word because i i know you're not trying to be vulgar i understand the oh, message so it go yeah. it go it goes both ways uh when when you talk about abuse men get abused women get abused but we do want to mm -hmm. be respectful to the to the to the panel and most assuredly respectful to the audience and how we come in with information because this is this is pertinent information. This is a this is a very very serious conversation that we have, and we want to make sure that we keep the respect level at an all time high. Because uh, I understand sometimes as men when we tend to hear things uh, and it's coming from a woman's perspective, we kind of get salty because we feel some kind of way thinking that somehow we're not going to be represented. But trust assure that representation goes both ways because we want to save lives the lives of our women and the lives of our men right so just just mm -hmm. be mindful coming in if you if you're a brother and you're coming in I, you know i got respect for you cutting up 
a glass of hen uh and and and, and uh, surely to all of the sisters that's in uh in the foundation down there we want to make sure that we do not begin to take in the in the comments targeting people and using certain things like helpers and bitches and stuff like that though let's keep the conversation clean uh respectfully and thank you thank you go ahead ali I was going to say, I don't know if you guys are going to have this discussion, but I always, I always wanted to know why is it that women are, why, why is it more, why is domestic violence more common? Like, why are women more victims than men? Does it have to do with like size? Or I was always curious about it. Like, why, like, why is it that it always happens to men more than women more than men? Which is just, just I seems mean, like that's what I've noticed. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, Traditionally, I don't have the answer, the, the factual answer for that, because That's as okay. you already know, a lot of men don't report <laughs> their their yeah. assaults or abuse. That could be a factor. Mm -hmm. We do have more yeah. women than we have men. That can be a factor. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Women are more vulnerable. They're raised to be uh, more soft more nurturing than men are men are raised to be the boys or the you know the pushers or as soon as a, a little boy is born born the mother is like oh you like her you like her oh he hit you don't worry that means he likes you you know those things like that people are still doing um mm -hmm. but i i we will definitely have a talk on that um, I write yeah. the question down and I can do the research to find out what okay. studies have found out with that question. But we have yeah, one just, uh, more message. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, just because I think because I think it would be good for like, especially with that nature versus nurture thing like that was kind of helping. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Miss you, Icon. Miss you, Salty Coffee. I'll be back. So love you guys and your supporting. Hugs and kisses. Hi Hollywood. Hugs and kisses to everyone. And back Thank you, Dee Dee. Thank so, you. So Ali, I don't know if you knew, but um, uh, Icon and myself, we used to give Spanish classes here on Sundays <laughs> every uh -huh. night. Yeah, I know we're, a little bit. We, yeah, we're going to probably bring that back, but in a in a oh. different platform and a different way. But um, thank you, Didi, so much for for being here. Sufi, Femi, um, Shonda, thank you for hanging in there. Maf Mafio, wait, Mafia Mobile. Mafia Mafia Mobile. <laughs> That's like a little to and cutting up. Thank you so much. And glass of hen. Mm. Okay, these names are very interesting. But um. <laughs> You know, and, and culturally, you know, culturally, these are like things that that's acceptable in, in some cultures and some religion, you know, but I think um, every state definitely has uh, an organization or some, sometimes people are afraid to talk or sometimes people are afraid, you know, to tell their story. And I really appreciate mm -hmm. you, Ali, for, um, you know, getting up here and telling your story and even though um you are a survivor you know we don't say you're a victim we say you are a survivor you know because um moving forward you can learn so much about yourself and how mm -hmm. you you take time now to learn more about 30s you're still young <laughs> you know i, I 
some of us have to grow faster, you know, than others. Um, some of them, some of us have to go through struggles and obstacles that are very traumatic um, as a as a kid. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully, you are getting the help that um, will assist you in identifying who you are as a person, why you think the things that you think of, and um, I'm 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 very hopeful that. Um, and always feel free to, you have my, my information. You can always feel free to text me. I'm not available 100% of the time, but if you send me a text, guaranteed, I will reply. Um, Thank you so much. Again, make sure that you send me your zip code because I will give you all of the resources that are free, available for you to be that person, that voice for all the young ladies who are out there who might not even listen to a podcast of stereo with, you know, 50 year olds <laughs> and, and to, you know, everybody that's young is into the music, into, you know, other stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I, I'm so appreciative that you, you know, understood what we do here and that um, you were free and open to tell your story. And I'm yeah, really hoping yeah, sure, yeah, the best for you and, if you have any more questions for us or if the listeners have any more questions, we're going to um, go ahead and um, do you have any more questions for us? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I, I'll, be so, you, I'll be honest with you. Talking about this, it definitely um, it, it brings back a lot of a lot of memories. It's a, it's a little I bit know. Uh, draining for me it's not in a bad way but it's it, it, uh, it's it's uh, no. it's it's uh you know what i mean it, it does take a little bit of an emotionally draining on me but it's okay it's like this is part of the healing I process agree. is working through it and uh because it makes me cry it makes me upset it makes me upset and i hate feeling that way i accidentally like i'm like i'm not supposed to cry i'm not supposed to be upset about this but that's part of the thing wow. i've learned is is, is uh, and that, and that was and be emotional and, and to yeah. be upset and to feel this way yeah, go ahead. I want to say something. To, I want to say something to Ali. Um, one of the things that I I heard you say uh, was wanting to turn this pain into a a a, 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 yeah, a purpose and use it as a tool to help other people. And I want to say this to you. Um, I've been in a position where I've been doing talking all my life. I, I'm I'm gifted with it. It's it's mm-hmm. it's one of the talents that the Most High has blessed me with. I love doing it. I I know at one point in my life I was using my gifts for the wrong things. You know I was um, using it to be manipulative um, and to shape the type of world. This this crazy world that I developed in my head and became a character of. But I'm saying this to say this to you. Whatever charge that you get. If, if, if it makes you upset, if it feels draining, it's, 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 it's part of the work, but it's also a reminder of how important, right, your story is, how important it is to get that story out to, to other young women. Not, to, not that we preach to people, because that's not my thing. I'm not here to preach to anybody. I'd rather have mm-hmm. a conversation and talk to you, not at you. So sometimes, you know, the anger... Right or whatever triggers you to feel something that feels uh, um, it, it, from a negative connotation, use that energy. Use that energy as you focus on 
your mission, your purpose, uh, the things that you want to do potentially. Uh, I can already tell you now that due to the fact that you're on this stage and, and, and you did take an opportunity to open up your life, um, it, says, it says a lot about how you're going to be useful on the battlefield to combat domestic violence, uh, to help those young women and to help some of the older women who have been trapped in, sil in, in silence and held in captive captivity because of fear. And also that other men or men can heal um, because sometimes men don't tend to say things because at these times we're the object. Right. We're, we're the object of the pain. You know what I mean? So I want to encourage mm -hmm. men. Sometimes we got to hear this pain, bro. I know I, I know I did. I needed to hear the pain. And when I opened up my ears and began to listen to the women, uh, listen, listen to these women, listen to their stories. And for every time I seen myself in a negative position, being a, uh, a, um, a participator in that pain. Right. Because when I when I was in prison too, I also tried to do some outreach to a lot of the sisters uh, that I had been with, you know, asking for the for the forgiveness and you know recognizing and taking responsibility uh, and holding myself accountable. All the things that you have to do, uh, not even work, not even worrying if I was going to get a reject letter back or don't talk to me. I found it I found it necessary for two reasons to heal to help heal myself and to give much deserved acknowledgement of what I did to those that I hurt. I could, I, I did it from a position for that's what I needed to free myself too. So free yourself, but use that energy. You're gonna be a prolific speaker. You're gonna be a great help to a lot of people. Don't lose your edge and don't let the emotion override the math that you're gonna have to do because this is a tedious work that we do when we're trying to help people identify these negative programs so it can be replaced with positive programming uh, because that's what we don't get a lot of the time. Uh, when we're growing up, we don't get the absolute truth. We get things that have been passed down to us, which is the best that our, our guardians and, and parents can do. So we love them for that. But it's so much more that we got to get entrenched in uh, uh, as we bring this truth out to let it be a core to pull people up out of the mud of despair, depression, pain, and all of these other things. So I just want to say that to you. If them tears need to flow, let them flow. That's why the Most High gave us eye ducts so that we can release, you understand me, whatever it is. Because, you know, every tear ain't going to be a sad one. You're going to cry some joyful tears here soon. So... Continue to stay on your purpose, young queen, and just I salute you on that. Okay, I'm gonna Thank shut you. up. Y'all know I talk a lot. Did you find that when you like reached out to the girls that you had heard that um, were they receptive to your apology? Like, would they accept it? Would they would they be like, "Thank you for an apology," or um, were they just kind of not receptive I, to it at all? I I got I got very res uh, positive results, you know, to the point where it was like. I, I had forgiven you a long time ago. Uh, one, like, listen, we all was young. We all made mistakes. Thank God that they weren't detrimental. And we, we grow and we get older. We get wiser uh, through things. And I got I got things like letters like, man, listen, we I've been forgave you. We just waiting on you to come home. We want you to make it through that safe. And that began to give me even greater love for women. Because even, even when we take y'all through pain, once we get it, sis, 
That's why I'm, I'm, I'm telling, I'm, I'm saying to the sisters, don't give up on us. Don't give up on us because all of us not trying to stay stuck like that fella that you're talking about. You know, what, what, what's going to come to him through that negativity that he's pushing and not even aware he's being puppeted by, by that, that demonic spirit through uh, ignorance. But for the men that actually get it, like myself, I'm going to represent these kind of guys I, because I played the character. You know, we, we develop into these characters because first we born in sin and shaped by iniquity, meaning we coming into a world that's already messed up, that's already designed for the masses to fail anyway. And that's why we catching so much hell today is because we was never connected to the truth that could save us in the first place. That's why Salty Coffee Podcast is here and the Icon is here. And for the comrades, the men and women on this platform and other platforms or platforms that we don't even know about when we do this type of work. You know, that's why we, we want people to really, when you talk about advocacy or uh, being, in, being mm -hmm. into activism, I, listen, I salute Salty Coffee 100%. She's a soldier, straight up. Yeah, same here, same here. Right? That and that's what we thing. try to identify. Oh, go ahead, Ali, go ahead, I'm sorry. That is the one thing that I wish that really kind of pisses me off or, excuse me, upsets me is that um, it wouldn't, it's not going to make it better. It's not going to make it go away. But I never got a genuine, sincere apology. I never got an I'm sorry. Not that it makes it better. The only, he would only say, like, it was just like a half-hearted apology. He's like, I'm just sorry that I got caught and I'm sorry that I messed up. You know, I never got an apology and that, that's, that sucks, you know, you know. You know what you did get? You know what you did get? You got in, you got insight. <laughs> you got a greater respect for your guardians, your mother, your mommy, your daddy. A greater respect for yourself as a woman. Uh, a desire pushed in you to want to help others, women in particular. And mm -hmm. you, 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 you got the attention and the connection to link with men like myself who's going to tell you i love you and that you are valuable no you're invaluable and that whatever most high has deposited within you in your motherly way because you are a nurturer because you are a teacher you know because you are a doctor in your nature to help bring that out see you got to get all of that you understand me to be on this to be on the stage right and be front and center and say i'm not afraid i found the courage through my pain that i can be on a panel with a salty coffee who's circumventing the whole globe right now i'm not talking about just here on station here but i'm talking about circumventing the globe right now with the work that she does which is documented okay so that's what you got the opportunity, the opportunities are unlimited. That's what you got. Now you tell me, are you blessed? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to be here, to be alive, and to tell the story. Um, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And and uh, it's nice to be in a place where I'm not um, being judged um, or have my fingers pointed at. But I appreciate you guys letting me speak and um. Uh, and not judging me for it because I feel like people really they they tend to be very judgmental and they don't really understand. So it's nice to be around uh, 
people who are very open-minded and understanding and who have been through what I've been through. Because at one point I felt like I was like all alone, you know, but I, I realized that I'm not. And that there are people out there who have the same mission that I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for coming from a non-judgmental space. I appreciate it a lot. It really means a lot to me. Thank you. No, and, and thank you for also not not immediately judging us either you know like oh these no, are just no, podcasts no, no, just no, no, yeah no, <laughs> no I, that's why i came on here that's why that's why i, I um that's why i came to the show because i was like i really i really applaud you guys for doing this because a lot of people not only did not not only do not a lot of survivors have the courage to speak about it a lot of people don't have the courage to sit here and talk so openly about this because I feel like it's, 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 I feel like um, domestic violence has a lot of, a lot of people have a very negative attitude towards it. And that's why people don't want to talk Absolutely. about it because they're afraid. So I appreciate you guys mm-hmm. being open enough to talk about this because people need to hear it. All right. Absolutely. So we're going to, we're going to let you go, Ali. Thank you okay. again so much. So we can go All ahead right, and, and finish you. and wrap it up. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you, thank so, you so much, Ali. And uh, yeah, we love you. Stay strong, yeah, soldier. Same, you got you here. got the connection. All right. Stay All right. stay linked thanks up. So much. All right. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Bye. Yes, ma'am. I don't. Okay. There you go. Love you, Hollywood. Hugs and kisses. Enjoy your night. Mm-hmm. So, you, um. We're going to go ahead and just go over the the day one um, uh, types of abuse that they uh, direct. We spoke about the verbal abuse. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit about the physical abuse. And that is slapping, punching, kicking, pushing, pinching, pulling hair, shaking, etc. Using objects or weapons to hurt you. Choking you or preventing you from breathing easily, throwing things at you, punching walls or windows in order to scare you, restraining your movements, preventing you from leaving a room, withholding items or documents like medication, hormones, passport, etc. Emotional and mental abuse, extreme jealousy and possessiveness, isolating you by not letting you hang out with your friends and family or talking badly about them, which is what Ali had mentioned, threatening to quote-unquote out you or using the wrong pronouns, making you feel insane by saying things that aren't true, which we call gaslighting now, blaming you for their behavior, which is what we call victim-blaming. Technology abuse, excessive unwanted calls, texts, emails, tweets, or Facebook posts, posting intimate photos of you without your permission, accessing your social media or email accounts without your permission, changing your passwords without your permission, or creating a fake internet profile. Sexual abuse, unwanted touching or kissing, pressuring or forcing you to have sex or do other sexual acts, trying to manipulate or control your decisions about using birth control, including the use of condom or getting an abortion. And finally, financial abuse, 
doing things to create financial dependence or control, <coughs> excuse me, including things like not letting you go to school slash work, taking your money, or withholding money for basic needs if they had been providing it before. And and that's <clears throat> that's um a little bit pretty much uh what they that's just like a summary. That's not even like the whole list. There's like a long list of things, you know, and sometimes I feel like, you know, the, the definition of domestic violence, you know, people automatically assume or think of a relationship of a woman and a man, but it, it has many different variations. It could be a grandparent with a child. It could be um siblings it could be you know a mother and her son so it's not necessarily a romantic um but it's also you know family people who live together plan for your safety if you are still with the abusive partner here are some um steps tell someone you trust about what's happening and check in regularly to say you're okay Tell that person what to do if you do not check in as agreed. Begin to document the history of abusive behavior in a way that is not accessible to your partner. Have an excuse prepared so you can leave quickly. I'm sorry. And I guess that's what it means. I don't know. So you can leave quickly if you feel uncomfortable or scared. Plan an escape route and make sure you know where you are and how to get somewhere safe on your own if you have to leave. Pack an emergency bag and keep it somewhere near you if you need to leave fast. So here's the phone number. 1-800-621-HOPE, which ends up to be 4673 in New York City, it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week if you need to talk to someone or request shelter. And again, the other number, the national number, is 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 7233. So again, New York City, the Bronx Borough uh, District Attorney's Office, the Victims Unit, has created a, a wonderful um, reform on domestic violent victims and what they want to call now survivors. I think it's important for us to know um, what services they provide. Again, if you come to visit the Bronx and something happens to you here in the Bronx, you have the right to go to that office or call someone from that office for help if you feel that you've been abused. Um, for the domestic 5K, um, domestic awareness 5K run, walk and roll, what we did there was we heard two stories. One of the stories there was a man who frequently visited Dominican Republic, married someone from there who had children already, um, brought that person here <clears throat> and 
told them that they didn't have a green card, that they didn't have social security, they had nothing. Within months, abused her, um, almost killed her. And luckily for her, she had um, uh, was able to lock herself in the bathroom, call her family to call 911 to come and get her. And the Bronx District Attorney's Office has wonderful therapists. They have wonderful people there to help you. And the person is incarcerated and potentially going to be deported back to his country. But um, these are the things that community-based people should be looking at. Um, I know there's elections now coming up. We need to find out um, what's being done with our tax dollars. And I'm going to have that talk on the lobbying side, the lobbying topic. But uh, for the next topic related to domestic violence, for next week, um, help a friend. And we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, what Ali said. Ali said she was embarrassed to tell her family. She was embarrassed to tell her friends or anything like that. What as people who witnesses, who witness these events or incidents, what can we do to help without being nosy or without being feeling like we are nosy? Like, oh, that's not my problem. Like, that's been happening. I hate when I hear that. When I hear people say, oh, my God, that's been happening. What are you talking about? She always has a black eye. Like, really, people? But um, we need to do better. And I thank everyone for listening to Ali's story. If you missed it, please come back and um, do the replay. But what do you think about um, the last things that I, that I just mentioned? Uh, well, can you hear me good? Oh I can hear you well. Well, what what came to my mind when you was reading off that list, and we do have one in the chamber. Uh, as a oh, matter of fact, let's play that. One in the yeah, chamber let's play that. Respect that one. Hi, Life is 360. How are you? What's up to the panel? What's up, Icon? What's up, Salty Coffee? How are you guys tonight? Um, happy Saturday. Um, yo estaba cocinando, so um, was away for a while. But um, I'm tuning in, tuning in, uh, see where this conversation goes. And dating, abuse, and technology. Hmm. That equals a lot, a lot of um, mishaps. Word. Not mishaps, but tragedies. Word. Life is 360. Absolutely. Salute to Thank that. You. Salute to that. Oh, yeah. Um, last week's talk, we talked a little bit more about the technologies and how people use them to abuse and coerce and control other people. Not just women, but, you know. But go ahead, and, you were uh, saying? Yeah. What was, what was on my mind specifically was the the amount of things that came out of the act of someone wanting to control somebody, you know, um, again, I know, I know what that is on both sides. Um, but what was coming to my mind more so than anything else was how the construct, the, the whole ideal of God, man, woman, children, the whole concept of man versus woman or woman versus man or 
men versus versus this man and this woman versus that woman how the construct right is purposely designed for us to be competitive with one another in such a negative way that it will assign the greatest amount of control to the man right through the institutions of learning on the basis of something that the most high has supposed to said and then create the illusion of a god right that no one can access to challenge the control in the story now i know for some men I, i'm gonna say me because i can't speak for every man when you grow up hearing that the male is supposed to be the dominant be the leader to be whatever it is that we supposed to be we're supposed to define us as men strong brutal protective all all of those things that we, we we do have to be right what happened what happened to us through these stories was this it made us feel superior right to the woman who in my opinion or based upon what i've come to know and understand is the supreme because without the woman there is no us without her tutelage without her protection without her strength there was nothing she was in control because the most high delegated power to her to have that kind of control so when you have a system that puts that in reverse and give that type of uh, a, a training and conditioning to a male that somehow we become the dominant we become the slave master to the woman based off dictation or some book or some story something is wrong with that when you hear day one drop the mission statement drop the different things that it want us to see and understand about these who's in control no 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 what's in control is false ideas lies false ideas and lies that drive the person no man is not supposed to be slave master over the woman nor is the woman supposed to be a slave master over the man but an educator and a teacher a protector and a nurse so there's no man that can stand nowhere and put down the false claim that somehow we supposed to be the dominant and the most controlling no we supposed to be cooperative to each other each one possessing what the other needs but also knowing as a male who grows into his conscious state that, hey, before I can control anything, it was her that was wiping my little booty when I doodooed all over myself. Or calmed the rash that had developed because I may have peed in my pamper to bring soothing there. The first one to go to war with a bear if that bear threatened my life. That woman that's standing in the trenches with that strength. See, that's what I heard. And I'm saying to every woman, you're not a slave because of dictation or some story. 
And no, I'm not trying to say that we got to we putting our women in a position to play tick for tack with negative programming so that she can say, huh, look at me. Now I'm going to step on the man. No, continue to be mother. Continue to be sister, because as men, we need that kind of nourishment because that's what we got in the beginning. So that the so that the mother can set within us the things we need to have the type of mentality to question things in the right way and humble ourselves so that we can find the strength to be expressive also and know our place within the unit or the structure or the team by however it formulates that's what i heard salty when i heard that list of things being ran off so that you can identify what a controller is the controller is the false premise the false narrative and the false ideal god man woman child And I would challenge any man that want to come on the stage and let's deal with that. Again, couldn't even wipe your own nose when snot was running from it. It was your mother, the first God you ever knew. The first God you ever knew. I land my plane on that one, Salty. I am so sorry that I missed this because I am a survivor of domestic abuse. Um, at the hands of two years and um, I didn't even know salty coffee that you were doing this but thank you so much as a survivor I just want to say that this is something that we don't normally talk about but it's well appreciated that you're taking the time out to talk about something of substance like this um, yeah I was a I'm an abuse survivor of two years no, I, I, it's been longer than that, but I was in a relationship of abusive relationship of with with this person for two years, and it's not easy to get over. It's it's one of those things where it's just like people on the outside say, "Well, why can't you get out of it?" Well, you obviously haven't been in one to know the 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 the, the games that are played on top of it. So, thank you. Yeah. Salute so. Yes, so um, last week's around the same time, Saturday at 8 p.m., we talked about how the correlation of dating abuse and technology. So please go back to that. Next week, we're going to talk about how we um, can talk about that, have that conversation. Why do people do that? Why do people, um, how can we help a friend? And why do people say those things? And what I don't understand either is <clears throat> the woman is to be considered the good thing for a man. So if we're your good if we're a man's good thing, why would he want to lay his hands on us to hurt us? Uh, we're made out of you. So we're made in God's image. We're made in the image and likeness of God. So basically what you're doing to me when you put your hands on me is the same thing you would or you're doing to God because He created me. Something to think about. Yeah, and yeah, and what Icon had. Uh, am I? Oh, I thought I was on mute. What Icon was mentioning is that we're part of a systemic social construct that that creates that, and that's what when he says negative programming, that's where it's at. Um, when we have children. Uh, young children right and I had mentioned this earlier and you have a boy and the boy hits a little girl 
oh, that's just, you know, he's just being a boy. He likes her. He, 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 he just likes her. That's, and, and they're being taught and raised and programmed to believe that that's how you love a girl or they see it from their parents because they don't know what that means. So um, when, when Icon says it's part of the programming, the negative programming, that's exactly what it is in, in my opinion. <clears throat> Again, I'm not a professional on this. This is just a conversation that we're having and we're gonna have it because a lot of the times we use domestic violence topic awareness during October. I feel like we should be having that conversation throughout the entire year. Um, even if, if even if it goes um, just with five people, four people coming through or listening to the replay, at least someone is listening to Ali's story. Hit me on the back chat um, as the mama bear. And then we could talk about how you can, for next week, if you want to come up to the panel and talk about your story and let us know. Um, and then, because the way we do it is you have to have a pre-interview with me um, before we put you up in a panel so that you are aware what it is that we do. But thank you so much for sharing that in a comment. And um, we'll be glad to do a talk with you. And in reality, Icon, with what you're saying is, neither the man or the woman should be in control. It should be a venture that is worked with together. Together. We're supposed to be, the woman is supposed to be the helper to the man, but not to be stomped on. Not to be treated just like second hand. And, you know, we, we seldom think that if a woman and a man come together and work together for the family... You know, and I think I said this too, and somebody asked me, well, why do you think men do it? I said, because they don't want to look, be looked at as weak. They don't want to be looked at as, I'm, I, I, I'm not asserting my controlling authority. And that's where society is wrong. They shouldn't put us underneath a man. Um, just a thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to say this too. And, and, and this, is, this, is, this is the key the key thing I call at the end of the what uh, Mama Bear said, you know, stop letting an outside force <laughs> dictate how something is supposed to be. And I say this, and I say this with all the respect that's due every woman, that's due every man. Until we understand that Every thought that we have, every influence that influence every thought that we have, that's coming from the outside, up under a system that was never created to attach human beings to the truth and how to understand the natural order of things. They gave the illusion. And to date, we still give others power. I often refer to the story of the Wizard of Oz. Oz was not real. Oz means God. Okay? And in the movie, The Wizard of Oz, when they discover who Oz was, it was a little guy hiding who was afraid. Right? 
using scare tactics, playing on the ignorance of people, making them feel that they needed somebody instead of knowing that they needed themselves and each other, other men and women connected to truth. We continue to give power every day when we don't take back ownership or even know that we have ownership. And in most cases, most people don't know that they have a right to their own mind and that they don't have to agree with what the system has laid down. Not to say disrespect the system and then go ballistic once you come into the truth of what is, but no, to say, hey, I would not participate anymore in those things that I thought was fun one time or that's the way it was supposed to be that uh -uh, I came in possession of a truth that showed me the opposite and I choose consciously not to participate. That's what it's boiling down to. That's where we're at with it. And that's why we're pushing hard now. I'm talking like hard, not for show and play, not to come on stereo and sound all uh, uh, doctorish or whatever, smart or super intelligent. No, I'm talking about down to the roots, grassroots of trying to get this thing right so that the suffering masses, irregardless of their color, their creed, their nationality, the truth is for everybody. The power is for everybody. And we have to learn to use it responsibly. But you got to know, you got to open up your ears and have conversations like this with people who have been chosen to get in the arena through their experiences and call it for what it is. Because you're living it. You've been through it. And we know that y'all have too. That's why we're doing this here. Because of that negative programming which comes from a failed system or a system that was designed to benefit a few while the rest of the masses suffer and fuel their joy to our confusion and depression go ahead salter so i just want to um close it up to say you know part of what i've learned in um the past let's say like 10 years about uh participating in domestic violence awareness because as you already know um this is pretty some something new to a lot of people mm -hmm. <clears throat> and when they hear the statistics people are so isolated and so closed in and, and cynical they won't talk to people they won't go into social media a lot of people do not like social media a lot of people listen to the uh the news and that's orchestrated to tell the, the masses what they want to tell the masses <laughs> of what's going on. But I'm so uh, grateful that we have platforms like Stereo, Wisdom, uh, Station Head, and all Anchor to tell mm -hmm. uh, and to share what's really going on. You know, um, we have... Uh, journalism has become something very weird and strange and and sometimes i feel like they they use uh commercials commercialized tv and all this other stuff just for people to make money and and that's not my purpose here i i don't make any money from sharing this um i again i'm not a professional i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not a uh i am an activist 
and now I'm just doing it on platforms like these, but I have been for over 32 years. And and when I when I say activists, um, because that also comes in many forms, you know, it's to like you said, to be an example of how your life can be while using the social construct, but not eliminating or destroying your history, your ancestry, your traditions, your culture. And that can mean, that could be, it can look many different ways for other people. But loving each other and sharing this information and sharing pertinent information for how to how to survive in this world, especially in the Bronx. Are you kidding me? You know, to to and I I I'm so grateful that I met you here, you know, mm -hmm. because Likewise. um you say it all the time. You've been my number one fan since day one. <laughs> you understood <laughs> the mission, you understood the purpose, and Absolutely. you continue to support me in it. And and I appreciate that. And I think this uh, partnership will show other people that this is what we do. You know, this is Absolutely. how it can be um, when it comes to partnership in business or partnership in a relationship. It Absolutely. doesn't have to be, you know, um, complicated. <laughs> if you, Man, you know, I love you. I love you, Sanchez. I, I know you do. And I love you too. <laughs> but my um, my these are the things, okay, <laughs> but these are the things that um, we want for our children. I have two daughters. Uh, Icon has a daughter, you know, has a son as well. And these are the things that we want um, to ensure that parents are aware. I work for a university. I see it every day. Every day I see it. How How the social construct can create chaos and confusion if you mm -hmm. will that's right you know so i appreciate everyone who has stopped by if you have comments please leave them now if you have any questions as well you can find us at www.saltycoffeepodcast.com and icon i'm working on your website but his thank you so much his, Mama. your website is theicon6.com and um Feel free to to visit. Um, I'm gonna publish it uh, tomorrow, so we can make an announcement mm. uh, soon on here. But um, you have to review it and look at it and let me know what you think. And that's what I do. I help people brand, do their branding, do their websites and stuff like that. So if you don't know now, you know. <laughs> if you don't know now, you know. Now you know. So, uh, SD Mama Bear, please make sure that you message me if you are still interested in coming up next week, Saturday at 8. I don't think I have anything going on on that day, but um, send me a message and we can do a pre-interview, which is what I usually do uh, when I have uh, someone come up on the panel just to go over the logistics of, you know, because I, I even though I'm not a professional, I do have an LLC and that needs to be protected at all time and you need to be protected. And I want to make sure that we engage in conversation to make sure that you feel comfortable telling your story and that you are not, you know, 
um, that that you'll be fine <laughs> and support Absolutely. it as much as possible. Absolutely. Shanda, I miss you, Shanda Lulu. Leche. <laughs> <laughs> so we also have Spanish classes here. If you go into our older talks, um, we're 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 probably gonna do something more fun on Station Head, um, because that's where you know we have most of the fun on Station Head. Because and you can, can have more than me. two people, babe. You can have more than two people on Station Head. Oh, really? Yeah, you can have up to four okay. people. Okay, perfect. That sounds good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. Don't forget, be safe. And most important of all, self-care and self-love does not mean that you're selfish. So if you're a mom, mm. make sure you take some time for yourself every day just for you. Take a weekend off. Take one once a month. Go somewhere by yourself. It's okay to be alone. That I've done that. <laughs> My daughters are grown now. I just have the youngest one leave the nest and I'm boohooing. And you hear me up here, but I am so like missing her already. And um <laughs> mm -hmm. She good. She gonna be all right. Yeah, have a good night. Enjoy your night. Icon, salty coffee, and the listeners. Indeed. Thank, Thank you, you, Sean. She gone. There she go. Oh, look at voice you coach. Too, We're too, just Sean. leaving voice coach. How are you? Oh, 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 I, oh, oh, I never see her. I know. La, 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 la. <laughs> I never see her in, in the evenings on here. That's a miracle. Mm -hmm. um, she she must be, I mean, that workout chit chat while she works out. Man, she must like feel energetic to stay up late. <laughs> Salute to voice coach. Uh, we love we love what she do too. Um, I've had the privilege the privilege and the honor to go through a few um, uh, of her shows while Absolutely. working out, and to yep. you know give to long to to lend uh, positive energy towards anybody uh, that you know want to be stronger, want to be healthier, want to be on track in their mental. Um, so salute to voice coach. I, her name says make it all. Make sure you follow her. Yeah, make Absolutely. sure you follow her. And um, tune into her shows on during the day. And she's hilarious. I don't know why she's not a comedian. She really is hilarious. She's <laughs> funny. <laughs> and yeah. Shonda has um, some, she has a talent with uh, pottery. And mm. make sure you follow Shonda. I wonder if she has her. Yeah, she has her Instagram. Make sure you follow her Instagram because uh, she has some beautiful oh, things. I saw some plates that I want, but um, feel free, Shonda, to reach out to me if you want your website on the Salty Coffee website. This way we can add it and people can, I can share your information. Okay, we got one. Hey, time. what's up, uh, Icon? What's up, Salty Coffee? Good to see you guys tonight. Yeah, I was uh, hanging out on Clubhouse for a minute, but they were too ratchet over there. I had to get the hell out of there. <laughs> Came out here to see what was going on. I've been kind of out of it for the last couple of weeks. I went on vacation, and then I caught COVID, and I'm kind of getting over that now. Oh, and oh, yeah. uh, I'm very happy to be here this evening to check you guys out. I guess you're on your way out. I'm just kind of yeah. seeing what everybody's doing tonight. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Yes. Catch that Thank replay, so uh, voice coach. Please catch that replay and share it. 
Um, we, we, we had, we had a guest by the name of Hollywood Allion who shared her story. Um, we're talking about dating and abuse and we're talking about trying to put that protection down on our women and, and on just on, on, on human beings, you know? So, um, please, please make sure that you share, like, share and push it and let's continue to push it. Go ahead, Salty. You know, I, I start talking, I got long. Also voice long coach, way. um, if if you hit me on the back chat also, because I've I've been wanting to ask you how to if if it's okay with you for free, we can include your um your website on our website, and this this is a way that I use to connect and network. Um, but hit me up in the back chat, um, if you will, so that um, I can send you the form that you just fill out. There's no charge for you to be on my website. I was telling Icon that I'm still at 98% of uh, hits, so I get about mm -hmm. 4,000 to 5,000 hits a day. So, and that's just, you know, so that would be an opportunity for you, for me to show and broadcast your website and what you do um, as a vocal coach and just have it in there. Um, and that's it. And Lulu, the same thing for you, Shonda. Absolutely. All right. So hey, we're going to close it out. <laughs> and everyone, may you have a great night. And I'll see you yeah. all on the back chat and next Saturday at 8 o'clock about how to help a friend with uh, dating abuse and technology. This is Salty Coffee. Thank you so much. This is the icon signing out. Good night, y'all. Y'all beautiful mm -hmm. people. Beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Icon out. <laughs>